Love Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live here at Gunnar Nordstrom's Gallery in Bellevue. I'm your host, LB Duchess, with co-host Jason from Seattle Wine Exchange. Hello, Jason. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I think the rain is making us a little slow today. <laughs> we have um, our favorite Tracy with Chick Chat Seattle, supposedly, hopefully, joining us a little bit it's later on. It's the rain, yeah. It's definitely the rain. Special guest. And we have special guest. We have our girly girl wines girl here. I'm so excited. She's going to be telling us all about the different wines um, that they have going on, and uh, there are featured wines. So we're going to be doing our on-hair tasting with them in just a minute. Yeah. Uh, but today we're going to be t- part- chatting on part two of opinions. So please feel free to give us a call at 323-843-6090 if you have an opinion you'd like us to share. You can also go onto the website and we can chat. You can give us your information on message over Facebook or anything else and uh, we'll get it up here on the show. So if you can't make it, um, yeah, if you can't make it to come on down and, and miss out on drinking the fabulous girly girl wine, then you can at least, you know, get your opinion out there. Yeah. Today's show is brought to you by Girly Girl Wines and Gunnar Nordstrom's Gallery. By art, it makes you feel better. Swing by the gallery here across the way from Joey's and check out the Dr. Seuss art, among other artists. Yep. Just going to shirt it off. I know we get to start off our wine with Girly Girl Wine. Girly Girl Wine. We've got Karen. She's from Girly Girl Wine. She's going to tell about the wines that she brought today, but I didn't notice she's got four wines in her lineup, right? Nope, got to turn it on. Test. There we are. We do. We have uh, four wines in our lineup. We have a Cabernet Sauvignon, a Pinot Gris, a Chardonnay, which is unoaked, which is harder to find out there, as well as a Merlot. And then in July, we'll be releasing a Riesling. <gasps> oh, very good. What makes it special yeah. about the four wines? Why? They're called something else. They have names. They have oh, names. They have na- <laughs> we love that they have names. Yeah, each of our girls have a different name and a different personality to go along with it. We thought it would be a little bit more fun than your average um, little garble about the vineyard or the grape and wanted to be a little bit different and a little bit more fun. So we have a sporty girl, a fashion girl, a stay-at-home kind of girl, sweet girl next door. Yep. Oh, And it's cool. someone who likes to travel, so. So, I love you, it. so what are we starting off with there? It's a Pinot Gris. Pour me a glass. For Pumina Valley. And uh, Karen, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Okay, so our Pinot Gris is actually our number one seller for the Girly Girl brand. Um, we made it more American style versus Italian style, hence that's the reason why we're calling it a Pinot Gris versus a Pinot Grigio. So it's going to have about 0.6% residual sugar in it. And it's going to have more um, pineapple, banana-y, pear-type flavors versus lemon. And it's going to be a little bit sweeter on uh, your mouthfeel. What do you think of it? I love it because it's very easy. Um, it's What's the word? It's non... Um, I, I'm trying to... There's a word. I had it and then it just flew away with the wine. Um <laughs> It's just very easy going. It's one of those, like I was telling you earlier, I could completely just sit back all day and drink on this wine. Especially on a day like today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On a gloomy day like today, it brings us up a little bit of sunshine. <laughs> just a little bit of sunshine. Well, she's our sweet girl next door, so they're usually pretty fun girls. So what's her name? Her name is, and this is horrible of me not to know. Chloe. Her name is Chloe. Chloe. And so what was the story on her? So 
actually, the whole story behind the brand might be a good time to kind of recap it. I Perfect. met a uh, lady by the name of Lori, and she owns a company called Girly Gold Gifts. And in 2006, she came to our winery to sell hand-painted wine glasses at, I think, Passport that year. Oh, fun. And when I went to the winery that day, I saw her glasses, and I thought, oh, my goodness, that would be the cutest idea to see on a bottle of wine. Yep. And she, all of her girls were already named. And so um, you adopted. I adopted oh, her I images love it. and her names on the first four set of girls. So it's kind of fun because we can take our bottles and sell them alongside of her wine glasses. Oh, how so, yep. fun. Yeah. You can find their tasting room over there in Woonville on the main road in. It's uh, next to the Silver Lake. Actually, it's all we together. Share, yeah, we share. share with Silver Lake Winery. We're like, across the street from Janik and Novelty Hill, just kind yeah. of city corner to them. It's a beautiful place. And they're also part of the passport to Woodenville Wine Country this year, too. Oh, so then um, when we do passport in the the Santa, what do they call that? Uh, oh, South St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas. Yeah. yeah. We can look forward to bouncing around into your room, yep. too. Yeah. Yep. I know this year we did passport. We covered passport, did a couple of interviews, and we didn't get near as far as we thought we were going to. <laughs> yes. Well, we did both days. We did the South Loop and we did the North Loop, and they're both wonderful. You know, they have a nice shuttle. Didn't have to drive. Yes. You know. Well, and it's nice. A lot of them are grouped together, so you can, you know, go with friends and have a good time and and really get a chance. I like that it, you know, it spans a couple of days, so that you have time to really get in there and try the different wines yeah. and indulge a bit. You know, a lot of times, you know, people are like, "Oh, we're gonna have so much wine to drink." It's like, well, no, you get a sampling of everything, and that's the thing that people don't realize. Again, well, if you we want a sampling, or you'd be under the bus by the time you hit the second yeah. room. <laughs> Especially with all the wineries now in mm-hmm. Woodenville. Oh, there are tons. Yeah, there are a lot of them. Yeah, I don't think we we didn't get very far last time. We did. Okay. It was fun. We did Actually, no, we, we went there and we started out so strong. you went first, yeah. And then we had pizza and barbecue and then listen to music. And then we had... Uh, a couple of interviews. Interviews. Oh, we had some beautiful interviews. We yep. did that. And then we also had a couple of shots from a rum company that was awesome. Yeah. That kind of slowed us down a lot. The vodka. Yes. Oh. Project. That was really good, though. Yeah, they had chai-infused vodka. It was very unique. It's really cool. I want to go there. I heard they um, make their stuff in a bathtub. Yes. Yes, yeah. that's the story. Yeah. And it's a very eclectic space, so it's it's very fun. We're looking forward to doing each other. <laughs> All well, right. You know what? What? There's still opinions. And we never finished. No, we didn't. We didn't even get close. <laughs> Kind of goes off. It's like we were talking. I even kind of did this at work a little bit. You know, we talk. Uh, you know, we all have day jobs here. Talking about opinions. You know, your opinion don't matter. Well, who the hell gave you the right to give you my opinion? I know. Well, okay, so to reiterate from last week, we're continuing on a discussion of opinions. But as always, I like to define um, have the definitions fresh in our mind when we are catching uh, when we're chatting here. So I'm just going to review it real quick. An opinion is a view or judgment formed about something not necessarily based on fact or knowledge. Um, the other definition was the beliefs or views of a large number or majority of people about a particular thing. Um, our culture prides our, ourselves on our opinions and the freedom to have them. But like we discussed last week, we have a tendency to take it a little bit too far. It's yeah. getting to the point where, um, you know, the whole idea of the show was to be socially savvy is to help people find a way to make sure that they're meeting those goals. If if you want to be out and socialize, there's certain things you're going to want to be aware of and do so that you can continue to socialize so you're not scaring people away. Because you know, the idea of socializing is literally having people around you. And if nobody wants to talk to you, you've kind of defeated the purpose. 
Yes. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, actually, this came up as far as even when you do have an opinion or you're listening to somebody else's opinion is also acknowledging their opinion and be willing to change. Uh-huh. Right now, without getting into the political spectrum, it's very, very divided. And a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to hear about it. You're just wrong. It's yeah. Like, Whoa, that's okay. You've got to be cool, really open-minded. Well, and like our first point here talks about, you've got to consider your audience, um, where you are, who you're with. And the big thing, here's the big, huge thing, is can my opinion put a damper on the event or can my opinion create excitement for the event? Mm-hmm. So, again, you know, being social is is being a part of the event, is making it better, enhancing it. You know, that's why we invite people. We are, we want that, that interaction. We want to be around people. So you, you want to make sure that if you're going to be in, in venues or different events that you're enhancing it and not pulling away from it. Yep. Um. So yeah, I mean, I don't know where, where did we end last week. <laughs> we we covered most of the negative stuff. Yeah, we covered a lot stuff. of the negative stuff as far as um, what what the ramifications of having a negative opinion or what an opinion would be. Yeah, we did. We covered a lot of the negative. Where a lot of time it closes out the doors. A lot of people can't have an opinion, you know. But you want this one? Yes. <laughs> okay, playing, this is why this is why you show up to the show because sometimes we look like monkeys walking around. That's not true. Yes, sometimes we do. We, we have Tracy have. here. We're excited. Uh, hello, I was just going to come just to give you guys moral support. I know, but I love yeah. your opinion. You and I have <laughs> such different opinions. It's so funny. I think you you and I have actually one of the most interesting uh, relationships when it comes to opinions because a lot of times we have very very different yeah. viewpoints, and you know we've never duked it out. I think no. we've always handled our opinions fine, fine. really, really well and been able to yeah. go, well, you know, I just I just don't see it your way, so I'm just going to get a glass of wine. <laughs> well, because at the core, I think, and I'll speak for you, I mean, I think you're a compassionate person, so usually what, you're, what she's referring to is politics. <laughs> you, oh, well, like, no, I mean, you, well, I guess maybe. I guess there's nothing maybe. else that we don't really agree on, I don't think, too much. <laughs> you know, but um, no, because at the core, you know, we just think differently, And but your person is... You're still a kind and loving Aww, person. You know, it's you. not like you just have different views of how things should be, maybe. I think that's the hardest part is when you have opinions, when you can agree to disagree. I, we have friends that are very, very on the opposite end of where we're at yeah. as far as political views, but yet we can still have a conversation about wine, food. We have a, we both share a passion for food, but yet when it comes to, say, political discourse, we're like totally opposite ends. You know, people think, oh, my God, you guys are friends? I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah, totally. We, like, we can get into it. But we do realize that we have to stop and go, okay, we're done talking with that. We're burnt out. Let's go talk about food or wine or whatever and get back to zero. You know, I think that's important. Ground yourself back. Just say, okay, you know you're different. Let's just, you know, that's an opinion. You're different. Just let that. (laughs) Well, okay, you know, here's the catch of it is there are so many opinions. I mean, we create opinions. uh, And and the reason we use this word so much is because just like the definition a lot of the things that our brains create are not based in any fact or judgment. It's a flash of something. It's uh, And what started this, and I don't know, Tracy, if you had a chance to hear part of last week's show, that I was walking down the mall and um, somebody had a pair of shoes on and I made, in my brain, I looked at it and I screwed up my face and I was like, oh my God, what the... And then I stopped myself because I realized it, not only was it a completely unnecessary opinion, but it was a waste of energy and, you know, this person obviously bought the shoes. They were celebrating wearing them. They were enjoying it. Why should I have an opinion about what somebody else is 
lifestyle life choices are and so I started studying in the last few weeks about people and their opinions and and the, the negative toll it's having on people. We're you know, clogging up our brain with all of these thoughts of things that really don't have anything to do with us and actually kind of prohibit us from focusing on the positive things, the things that are going to get us where we want to go. And so one of my things I ended, and we ended last week was I'm, gonna, I'm working on retraining my brain not to uh, have those types of opinions that are unnecessary and to focus more on the positive. That's right. Sonara talked. We we really started to turn it around to be more positive. It's, an opinion can be a great thing if it's helpful to enlist, enlighten, and uplift people. Um, but you have to be open to it. You have to be yes. willing to kind of go. I see your point. I may not agree with your point, but okay. Well, it's just like Tracy's events. A lot of the chick chat chick chat events. That's kind of the core of what you do. Is you're all about uplifting and and bringing awareness to different organizations and different things going on. So you have a lot of opinions bouncing around in those <laughs> rooms. <laughs> yes, I do. And yeah, I mean, and uh, it's interesting. Like when in the last few days, I've been talking to people, and I feel sometimes when people have opinions, they talk at you instead rather of with than you. actually wanting to have a communication about it. Yeah, and I just kind of go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Because it's like not worth it, um, you know. I was and I was one of those ragers on Facebook before with politics, and then I realized that when people rage back, it's like I don't want to hear them, and you don't listen. So it's like you can post something and then just kind of let it go, you know, and or be able to, um, in a you know, mature way, be able to hear both sides of the story. So, no, I agree. It's it's tricky. This whole whole thing on opinions, you take a look at where our culture is now and where we were for thousands of years. I don't know. I I have to wonder if our brains actually bothered forming all the opinions back then than they do now. Or is there just many choices? You said to go out and hunt down some food and light a fire and have sex every once in a while. That was awesome. you you want cold water. food or hot food? Yeah. Yeah. Procreate. <laughs> Build yeah. the house. Feed the kids. So one of our sponsors today is Fem City. Fem City Seattle. Fem Professionals. Wow, that's hard to say. Fem Professionals connects <laughs> ambitious professional women through connection lunches, uh, workshops, social media. You can find them at www.femprofessionals.com, creating individual communities within cities around the world. Their mission? To connect and enable women worldwide to reach their ultimate potential by offering endless resources through the Fem Professionals Fem Professional organization. <laughs> the Fem Professionals defined as an Uber connected business savvy professional woman with a positive outlook and knack for success. Uber. Uber. What did I say? Uh, you said Uber. Uber. I'm like, here you own Uber. 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 connected? <laughs> I guess you can. <laughs> Go to com for more info. I did that to you on purpose. <laughs> yeah, on purpose. <laughs> hey, you know what? It leads us to the next favorite part of mine. I know. So. The next part. I love the next part. Wine tasting number two. Wine tasting <laughs> number two. Okay, what's the name of this one? That one is Farah. Yay! I and love Farah. As in Farah Fawcett. I don't know. Nah. Lori's never said that because I don't legally. I don't think she can say that. So yeah, it's a it's a 2009 Cabernet, and we actually just got a double gold on this wine at the Seattle Wine Awards. So we just found that out today. So that's you are doing uh, absolutely amazing things. So while we're talking about this, before we yes. go into the story of this particular one, how many awards have you guys won now? Oh gosh, I mean, well just the over ones that you two can... dozen. I know that our the first we came out in May 2010 with our first vintages and our 
2007 Cabernet received a 90 from Robert Parker. And the whole nice. premise behind the brand was that we made we had a fun label, but it was excellent wine, and we give back to women causes. And so to get that kind of validation from a such a huge wine critic, it really helped put us on the map. Nice. And when we got that 90 points, we were sold out of our 2007 Cabernet within three months because wow. Fred Meyer took everything. Uh, Kruger just took it all you. and put it in all their stores, and yeah. they've been the ones to really help push us forward in, in the industry. So it's great to have that another bottle of wine. They do. Give back. Yes, I, I noticed uh, yeah. like cancer and um, other organizations. Yeah, we initially started out giving just a dollar a case to uh, breast cancer research, and we actually give it to the City of Hope breast cancer area. But what ended up happening was <laughs> other organizations. There was I'm white demanding wine, in wine. There a minute ago. I know, but it's gone now. <laughs> guzzle, guzzle. They, you know, there were so many other women organizations that wanted us to donate product or to help them out with um, with money. And so over the course of the last few years, she started giving even more. So um, our very first year, we ended up giving about uh, $15,000 worth of money wow. and another $10,000 worth of product to nonprofits for uh, women causes. So I, I love it. Yeah. Now, this one's a blonde. She is a blonde, and she's 40. Okay, so tell us about her. She's a sporty blonde. What's her name again? Farah. Farah, okay. And I can't recite what it says on the back, but she loves to do triathlons, and I believe we have in there uh, tailgating and triathlons. And <laughs> she's oh, my kind of girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. she, she, likes, she likes her alcohol. Mm. Okay, so this is part of the fun of your label is, you know, when you go to give a bottle of wine, you know, sometimes you're looking at the labels. It's like, okay, and I'm going no, to not, an event. sometimes. Okay, uh, yeah, okay, most like of, we were talking about most of the time if the label's ugly, I won't buy it, and I like good-tasting wine, so I figure if they're going to put a lot of money into the label, then the juice is going to be pretty good. Um, I have been fooled <laughs> a few times. There's an industry for that, by the way. Yeah, it's called marketing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of money that goes into those. Oh, but I I love the fact that, you know, each of these different wines with the story and stuff, you you can you it can actually become a, a conversation piece when you bring it into a party. Yep. It's just it's so fun. Well, and it's actually amazing with the name Girly Girl Wines how much of a conversation starter it actually is. Oh, or, yeah. And then and then they taste it and they're usually pretty amazed at the quality of the wine in the bottle and that's just keep the conversation going. Well, and that was, I was telling you that the first time I ever had it was at um, uh, Brooke Fox from 92.5 mm-hmm. when she did her run, um, the event that was wrapped around her run. And um, her, was it her birthday, too? Yeah, it was yeah. her birthday party last birthday year. Birthday party last year that you were there. That was the first place I had ever tasted your wine. And I was like, I came back and I was like, can I have another glass? <laughs> well, maybe if you came to more Chick Chat events, you would have, you would have tasted Well, you're that. all the way in <laughs> Seattle. Because I was... No, yeah. I was very. Um, Girly girl has supported us in the past, and we really appreciate that. And actually, I think she was at one of the uh, the, the last Obadiah. events. Obadiah, there was one yeah, the Obadiah, yeah, the Obadiah. Yep. Yeah. So the one so. itself, guys, just because it says girly girl doesn't mean it's a girly girly kind of wine. It's no. a, it goes very well. Right. <clears throat> Eddie, Eddie's over here drinking it, but then. Well, I was going to say something. Well, no. Eddie's into fashion. Eddie's no, into I wasn't going to say that. I said you would drink anything, but this is really he good He wouldn't wine. drink anything. Okay. <laughs> he has very high end. With his Birkin bag, he's got very yes. high end taste. Very high we expectations. Have some tasty treats here that I got. You know, was for those we run here to you know be here on the show, so we're a little, you know, drinking a little bit of apps. 
so I'm tasting a little bit of a sushi roll. It's a California roll with avocado and not. The wine goes really well with it. It's not so tannic, not so peppery that it overpowers it, but yet it's not weak like a, you know, like a viognier that wouldn't work right, you know. Well, and yeah. the, the flavors of it, too, it's like I was saying, the, the, the Pinot is one of those you could just literally drink all day. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's got such a lightness to it. You could even eat potato chips with it. It's no, like the pop chips. Pop I'm, in chips. A, I'm I'm having Eddie bring over the pop chips, our Parmesan, which has been one of my favorites. And I've been dying to try it. I want to see how it tastes with gonna... the wine. <laughs> so, did, Karen, did they already ask you about what was your motivation for starting? You know, I know you've been in the business quite a long time, but can you tell a little bit about your no, story? No, we want the story. We want the yeah. whole story. It's a story. So I kinda, Give it up. I kind of started talking about how I had met Lori and how she hand-painted glasses, and I actually, right after I met her, I went to our board of directors, and I asked them about starting up the Girly Girl Wine brand, and back then in 2006, I just think Mad Housewife had just started getting big, and concept brands were very few and far between, and so they laughed at me and said, no one's going to buy a bottle of Girly Girl wine. There's just no way. So I Simple-minded have, fools yeah. with bad opinions. Just like Board uh, members. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and so... I were they mostly, can I ask, were they mostly male? Older male, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. And that's, yeah. And so um, I went and got my MBA at Seattle University, and while I was there, I wanted my entrepreneurship specialization. And in order to do that, you had to enter into their business plan competition. So I was like, well, I'll do it with Girly Girl Wine. I'm probably not going to win, not going to get very far, but maybe you never know. And so I uh, did an entire business plan with a marketing concept, sales, Um, used my connections and actually ended up winning the entire business plan competition at Seattle University in 2008. Nice. So you had no other choice but to follow through with that business plan. (laughs) Well, and then I went back to the board members, and of course, because Costco loved it, they loved it too. Oh, of course. So in 2000, that was the middle of 2008, and then we had a couple hiccups along the way. Um, So we finally got started in May 2010, but for me, it was mostly the reason why I wanted to do it was because there are so many concept brands out there, and you buy them because they have cute labels and they're fun, but you take them home, and so there's nothing really great in the bottle, and you don't usually go back and buy it again. And so I wanted something fun. There's so many wines out on the shelf. You walk into a grocery store. Go stand in a grocery store for a little bit, and you're totally going to see these people staring at their selections unless they know Exactly what they're doing. Yeah, they're going to gravitate to the cute. Yeah. So I wanted something on the shelf that was fun and people could kind of relate themselves to or their friends to and buy it. And then when they finally got home and tasted it, it's excellent wine. Yeah. Well, and you You probably, being from from a research standpoint, you probably when you were doing that um, in 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 university, I mean, people buy more based when there is a story associated Mm -hmm. with the brand. Yep. And particularly then also, you know. Give or take, but when you also do do something philanthropic with it, I mean, so you were right on. So. Yeah. Well, and anytime it has, oh, I'm sorry, Jason. Anytime it has, you you have success before you even launch the brand. Yeah. Sorry, I played with yep. that. And you know, Stop pe- messing with me today. <laughs> Speaking of opinions, you get a lot of people who say, you know, they aren't going to buy on label, but I guarantee you, drink it. It influences <laughs> you more than you think it does, even it does. if you want to believe that you're a true oh, no, wine connoisseur really and you're buying it because it's 
a 90 no. point wine, but you're still, no matter who you are. Yeah. You know. It actually, I was going to bring up, you know, being a wine retailer, I talk to distributors, you know, and you talk about their wine book, which is their collection of wines that they get from different uh, wineries. A lot of them, they kind of go, well, we don't have wine labels that look cheesy or, or gimmicky. Or trendy. Or trendy. You know, and that tells me one of two things. Either A. You're uneducated. Uneducated. Or B, they're educated and they want wines that are quality. But yet they want to find, it's. I think that's a fine line between. The breaking point. Yeah. Are you yeah. selling the wine because it's good? Or are you selling the wine because you know it'll sell? Yeah. You know, like, well, ha- uh, I'm not saying nothing bad about house wines. Or I'm not house wines. I'm sorry. Um. Mad mad housewife wines. Oh yeah, that was a little straight. I, I was always curious, but I could never get myself to buy a bottle. Honestly, it's an actually good bottle of wine. I could never get myself to buy a bottle, and I don't know if it was a crazy look on her face, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it's funny because you know we're talking about opinions and everything. I remember back in high school, uh, there was a study that was done, and uh, they were talking about the uh, mind over matter yes. opinion of you can. Tell somebody anything that you want, but their um, ex- their senses that they rely on, their visual and their audio and their um, sense of smell, those three are going to supersede any logical thought process going on in their mind. And how they proved this was they um, cooked steaks to perfection from one of the leading steakhouses in the area, and they put them in a room where it made the, the meat look green. And almost every single person um, that was able to force themselves to take a bite um, could not keep it down. I mean, there was nothing wrong with it. Um, And the smell was actually fine. It was just changing that one thing, the the meat to a green. And they got the hue to that point, that breaking point, where people just could not do it. It gets better. You know... um Donald Trump, right, and his Celebrity Apprentice, being yeah. where they make everybody run and do all this crazy stuff. Yeah, so talk about opinion. <laughs> well, one of the things that they actually started, or they did when they first walked in, you know how they get everybody together and they go, hey, welcome, you're a Celebrity Apprentice and all that. And they make everybody hate each other. Right. Well, what they did was they give you a plate of pate, they give you some champagne, and they had, um, uh, come to me in a minute, um, some other uh, folk walk kind of stuff, uh-huh. and they presented it really nice. And then that's where Donna goes, "Ha ha! You've been fooled. That pate, it's you know pureed bologna, and then that it's deviled meat, and your champagne's the cheap crap." And people are like, "Because you know you get to hear that private conversation. Like, oh my God, this is so nice, so wonderful. Wow, I could taste the you know, the French, you know, blah blah blah." And it's like, "Yeah, right. You know, but it's presentation." Well, yeah. That, well, that and that goes even back to like propaganda. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you, people believe what you tell them because in terms of wine, I used to date this guy and he's like, I'm not going to drink. I can't remember what it was. He was being really snobby about some kind of wine. We were in the Finger Lakes region. He's like, I, guess I don't like that. I'm not going to drink it. And then what I did is I totally poured it into another bottle <laughs> of wine that he had been drinking. And then he started drinking. It was so good. And I'm like, you are such a sucker. You have been pumped. Like, funny. <laughs> or like, similarly... I remember spring break, we all went to spring break a long time ago, and there was, you know, you get into this bar for free, and you get free drinks, but there's no booze in the drinks, but we didn't tell our one girlfriend, who was like a big old drunk, and she was so drunk, quote unquote, Mentally by the drunk. end of it, <laughs> yeah. we like, afterwards, like, girl, there was no there was alcohol in that drink, <laughs> it was very funny. Well, it just goes to prove how far an opinion can go, I mean, the influence, and we're going to get into that here in just a few minutes um, into the show, but... An opinion can, um, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it, in a very weak mind can 
literally have a ripple effect that can last a lifetime. People, I mean, you've got to understand that when things come out of your mouth, you know, my husband is drives me a little up the wall sometimes, but he always says you need to be responsible for the things that you say and you do. And um, you see that more and more as a culture. We don't really think about it. We just, you know, I mean, we've got the whole Bart Simpson thought process, South Park, you know, and, and this whole mentality that has come across that, you know, I have my rights, but um, my rights supersede yours. I'm sorry, you know, none of our rights supersede anybody's in, in our opinions. We're having, I think in the next few, 10 years, we're really going to have to start refining that uh, because we're starting to see some of the ramifications of it. Yes, you need to use your opinion for good. You know exactly. You need, that, that's where we're going into next. You know, use your opinion to more of a fact-based position. You know, kind of. Uh, I looked up the cinnamon. The, the, the I hate this word. I looked up the synonymous synonymous words for opinion, and here they are. Go for it. Belief, judgment, thoughts. Ways of thinking, mind, point of view, viewpoint, outlook, attitude, stance, position, perspective, persuasion, standpoint, sentiment, concept, conviction. So when you take a look at some of those words, a lot of those um, can be swayed either positive or negative. Um, but with that said, we talked about most of the negative last one. How how can you use your opinions for good? Good is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Good is, is hypothetical, but it depends upon the person. Like, I might think that gays should be able to marry, but if you don't, then I feel like I'm using my opinion for good. But they also... On the other side, we feel like well, I think I think using it actually, I think that's a really good example. So, so let's just run with that one. While I may not subjective, there you go. While I may not agree with, uh, let's just say, and I'm not saying that I don't agree, but where where, let's say we are on opposite ends of the things, and you are speaking your opinion, and you've actually taken it that next step, and you're trying to educate and help with understanding. So you're trying to open up a forum. Even if I'm on the opposite side of what you're saying, if you take your opinion and you back it up and you use it as trying to create a playing field for subjective conversation and understanding, now that takes and, and that can actually open up somebody else's eyes. So, for instance, I was in a conversation, and I'm going to go to religion because I'll take the bite for this one. I don't care. Oh my God. Um, I was raised. Greek Orthodox and Lutheran, and I have very strong beliefs in, in what I believe is right and wrong. I'm not a churchgoer, so I don't fit into that category. I'm kind of one of these ones out in the field. I don't really fit in any particular demographic. Uh, but I had some friends who were new to Christianity and call them baby Christians. And they get so excited. They're so excited to spread the word of Jesus. <laughs> And I'm very excited for them for Amen, being excited. Sister. Very excited for them for being excited. Where I start to get frustrated is when they don't back up their stuff with facts. And instead of never having... <laughs> but religion isn't factual. It's faith-based. It's so. faith-based, but, it but most of it is based on the facts that are coming out of a book. So yeah. where I get into an issue and, and find the, the frustration comes out is that there's typically these phrases that people will say where... Um, 
they'll say the Bible says you can't do this. And for instance, the Bible says that you can't, um, you're not supposed to rely on um, the stars for your information. Oh, really? Oh, I'm going to hell. Okay. No, no, no. This is this is <laughs> this is what I love about this. They're like, you're not supposed to, blah, 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 blah. You know, you can't go to Sears. You can't go to fortune tellers. You can't go and do any of this. And, and this is where I've done just enough research to be a pain in people's butt. Um, they misquote. They misunderstand. They, this, is the, this is that opinion line where are you using your opinion for good? Do you have the backing behind it? Or are you just spouting information? That's hard. With the with the terminology, with the if you're talking about what the good book says, it actually yeah. refers to a story in which a letter was sent, and it says if if you are speaking directly to me, meaning God, why would you need to talk to a seer, or why would you need to talk What's to the blah, difference blah, blah. between a belief and an opinion? When it comes to religion, I was say use your opinion for good. And I was going to go back a little bit and talk about wine or food, but you <laughs> that's know, a good point. There, when, when when there is this Kind of a, a heavy, conversation, right? Heavy conversation. What is the difference between a belief, a strong conviction, versus an opinion? Honestly, in my opinion, in my belief structure, there isn't one. There isn't one. Um, because if if you're powering forward, like like here, I'll finish this story. Um, so in in the book, it says, why would why would you go if you are speaking directly to me? Okay, well. There was only a few people, if you take a look at the Bible as an example, that had a direct connection with God. And so when Christ, according to the Bible, came down into the world, how did that message get across? Right. Astrology. I mean, it's there in the stars. So to, to, to not have your facts all in a line and to then take a portion of something and use it against without backing it, not only does it hurt you, but it hurts the people around you in that you are passing on information and knowledge that is not factual-based. Therefore, you create a lot of confusion and you create a lot of pain for people. Yep. And so, you know, to answer your question again, I really feel like there isn't a whole lot of difference between opinion and belief. Uh, if, I, I, let, me, let me rephrase, I believe that belief can be knowledge-based. Yeah. An opinion, by definition, is not necessarily knowledge-based. Yep, that's true. So there, well, there's, there's well, the ugly topic for you. <laughs> well, the one thing I will have to kind of jump in real quick and say, a belief that we have here is our socially savory, socially savory favorite is pop chips. Love our pop chips. We love them. Although, I tried one with some ketchup. doesn't work. Just thought I'd let uh, you know that. Don't try do ketchup? It. No, no. Not, not with the Parmesan cheese. No, no, no. Maybe the jalapeno ones. Oh, <gasps> We're gonna be dipping. We're gonna be dipping pop chips. Oh right, especially savvy favorite, delicious, all natural, healthy. That's pop chips. When they said it couldn't be done, they raised a snack bar. Thanks to the magic of popping, they found a way to pop all the flavor in while keeping fake stuff and more than half the fat of fried chips out. With ten flavors, there's something for everyone. Find them at the grocery stores near you. Yummy. I did not realize they had 10 flavors. <laughs> yeah, I know. They, they launched four new flavors yeah, really um, a big. few months ago here, the jalapeno, the chili and Thai, um, the Parmesan That's cheese, really and there's a fourth one, sweet potato. Sweet potato. Oh, wow. Yes, and they're yeah, all, really you know, it, it, it was funny when I got all of them, I thought, oh, you know, I'll like one or two. I'm like, oh, I like them all. <laughs> oh, their barbecue, hands down, their barbecue is better than any barbecue chip yeah. I've ever had in my whole entire life. Half I love fat. it. Half, Half the, the fat. fat. Yep. Off the yeah. top of the bag. We love it. So what's going on? Are we are we to that point in the evening in terms of fun things going on around town? Not yet. We're we oh, need, we're okay. going to talk about the power of the opinion. Remember? Oh, what time is it? 
I don't know what time it is. It's, just, it's time to talk about the power of the opinion. <laughs> go till seven we, we go do. till seven we oh, rock this boat why. until like, seven okay. well see back in the days when you and i kicked off the show we were five thirty to six thirty okay <laughs> all right look at that God, we just talk on and on and on we had to kind of go late you know whilst you know having a lot so of fun. power of opinion what 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 do you want to talk about there well, I think it's like we kind of touched. Oh, we touched, yeah, about? we just kind of touched base on that. Um, sometimes we forget that an opinion can have massive, ex- massive Actually, effects on people. Here, I do, I do have an example for that. So Gary Vaynerchuk, who's one of the guys that came before us and talks about wine, you know, he does this wine tasting on air. He was talking about says sometimes I don't. And he's so large of a celebrity person now that he no longer recommends anything because if he recommends a wine and it turns out to actually be bad put too much uh, he's got too much weight behind it you know you get to a point where it's like you know you get that celebrity endorsement that now it's too much i mean granted he's kind of uber up there versus you know we sit there and say hey buy more girly wine and they'll look at us and go yeah maybe maybe not you know that's well and, and with that that's what we're talking about um depending on your reach depending on your influence your opinion can almost yeah. be looked at as a superpower. Look at Oprah. How yeah. Many, oh, exactly. Talk about she's an uber superpower. She's an uber opinion. Now I want white. Oh. Remember when she had the opinion about something about beef and the whole she was taken to court for something that she said about beef. I mean, it's like yeah, you're right, you're right. The more um, just pouring wine all over we, the place. We love. Yes. <laughs> well, she got sued. She got sued for. She did get sued for the, well, by the beef. free speech. But yeah. still, though, I mean, how much money did you waste? But it's almost that. like when you're famous, you can't have an opinion anymore. Well, you can, True. but that's just like a superpower. I think that's if you're going to have an opinion and you're going to be you know, that high up, you either need to filter that opinion through people who have, a, a, well, they call it risk management, have a, less of a risk management issue, uh, or you have to be able to stand behind your opinion 100%. Now, the only problem with that is in our culture, people love to take pot shots at you. They love to try to hold somebody else responsible for their actions, hence suing McDonald's for, you know, gaining 400 pounds. I don't know. If you put the damn fork down, you wouldn't be 400 pounds. I don't care what fast food is sitting across the street from you. Nobody made you walk over there and shove those ugly fries in your mouth. I, this is the problem that we have right now is somebody's always looking to blame somebody else for what's going on. But with that said, if you understand how our our culture works – there is about 60% of the population who doesn't just want but needs and requires an opinion to make decisions. Uh, For whatever reason, they prefer to have somebody else guide them through life. And and that doesn't make them bad people. That's just who they are. And and you can look through thousands and thousands of years of of culture and history across different races, different countries, and that has always remained the same. That's where that 80-20 rule comes in and and then the 60-20-20 comes in, you know, explaining how people change from, you know, back in the times where you have the separation of classes and how people could actually bridge, but how it was very, very difficult. Um, these days we don't have any of that, but we do need to recognize that if you have influence, what uh, ramifications are your opinions going to have? Can I talk about that a little bit? Just because I would that's love what I that. Do for a living. I know, and, and exactly. I was going to say you are the perfect person to well, talk about this. Chick Chat is actually a marketing research firm before anything, and we have an opinionista poll for women. And if, you want to talk, if you want to talk about how you use your opinion for good, it's it actually is participating in opinion research because companies, nonprofits, politicians, the media, they 
actually pay a lot of money Rely to very heavily. hear your opinions, and they make changes based upon your opinions. Yeah. And, you know, a good example of that is the, you know, burgeoning market for organic food, and that was really, um, you know, moms and people who were interested in eating healthier voiced their opinion. And so now I think Walmart is one of the biggest suppliers and sellers, whether or not you like Walmart or not, um, of organic food because they have access to a lot of consumers. And so you can use your opinion for good. And another example of, and you can, I'm not saying which side I'm on, but, you know, when uh, people voiced their opinion about the whole Susan G. Komen, Planned Parenthood thing, that was... Yeah, I remember that that coming out. People using their opinion and voicing it on Facebook. Put pressure one way or another. Put pressure one way or another and, and using their wallets, too. And you look at, like, the Arab Spring and people use their opinion in social media to make change in in countries like Egypt. So, you know, using your opinion and having opinions is not a bad thing. But I know it's, you're, you're talk, kind of talking more about, like, don't be this hater with your opinion. Exactly. And, and rec- you know, well, I, you can be a hater with your opinion if nobody gives a damn about what you say. You know, you could be, that. you know, that's where I, I talk about the, the Bart Simpson South Park attitude. You know, if you're one of those people on the edge of your block, you may affect people within a two-block two radius, big whoop. But if you have people looking to you for any kind of um, support in any arena, then you need to take a little bit of responsibility and be cautious in every aspect of your life, of your opinions, because you do have the ability to influence. And, you know, it's kind of like I I love the Spider-Man thing, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And I think that's one of the things our culture forgets is – you need to not just take responsibility, but um, uh, relish isn't the word. I guess I'm, um, respect the responsibility that you have earned. But don't you want people's opinions? Like, if I want to know about fashion, I'm going to ask Eddie, right? Hello? Well, yes, that's if what I'm saying. I want to know about food and wine. That's, that's why I like positive. reading blogs. Those are, those are positive Well, not things. necessarily. I sometimes like reading people's opinions who I might not even agree with. Okay, so no, that you know? actually that brings a great point up. If you're going to have an opinion and it's going to be controversial, I think one of the best places to voice it is um, on a blog or something where people have a choice yeah. to go there. I think where we started out with the whole opinions things is going into functions, going into social settings and just starting to say opinions, not taking into consideration the group or taking into consideration wow. what's going on around you. Because we have several different social events that we've gone to where somebody will on something and you're like, you are ruining this event because your mouth will not stop. There's a Diary difference of the mouth. between an opinion and a non-fact opinion. You know, well, I, actually, by definition, it doesn't. Uh, yeah. an opinion does not have to be based in fact. Ah, but it could be a good or bad. Correct. We, Positive we, or negative. We touch briefly on Walmart's organic and we can go back and forth. It's like, well, that's not true organic. And then now we're going back and forth and it's getting deeper and deeper in that, that rabbit hole. And that's the thing. You've got to be careful when you do say edge opinion. There are those of us who sit there and say, well, wait a minute. Is that true? And now with the advent of IT, you know, or not IT, but cell phones, like, wait a minute. Yeah. Hold on. Let me Google it. Is yeah, you can find it. You can make it fact-based in about 5.7 seconds. Yeah, what's the favorite duty for Google? Like, we had to go home and read encyclopedias. encyclopedias. You know? I well, have a set of encyclopedias. I, I, encyclop- I love the smell of encyclopedias. And there's I love a books. business classes right now that talk about hiring young people that are coming in. With, they're, they're talking about they're the knowledge of right now because if you say, well, I challenge you. Oh, well, yeah, hang on a second. Put it yeah, down. They're like, they'll find it. Nope, okay, you're definitely wrong. You want to know something funny? I'm going to digress just a smidge. I was at a baby shower. 
and they had this little questionnaire, oh. you know, a multi, multi, what do you got, ABCD questionnaire thing. And the well, three people who it. won Googled all the answers. I was like, oh, that's so completely that. cheating. That's cheating. Well, then you say that you can't I did. I, I told them that was cheating. I even said it's it when totally they were cheating. reading it. But, but on the same side, it's kind of like, okay, so, you know, I, I had to say it with harder. a smile because how ingenious. They still no. got two of them wrong. <laughs> Make the questions harder. <laughs> Um, but no, you're you're right. Utilizing there, there's, I guess it just makes a really good point. There's a good and a, and a bad way of using and doing anything. And um, if if you're going to have opinions, a positive opinion can uplift, enhance, and enlighten people's yeah. minds and events. Yes. Um, I know Tracy with her chit chat events. Um, that's pretty much the crux of everything that you do. It's about enlightening. It's about uplifting. It's about enhancing women's lives. Um, and that, you know, you bring in the philanthropic point of view and you bring in the sponsors and the whole event becomes just simply about that. And it starts with an opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I and think that's can change. You know, we were talking earlier about girly, girly wines. Girly, yeah, girly. mine changed when I drank it. If you drink a lot of it. No, I only drank a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, like, Jason. Like a couple empty bottles here. Almost. Yours? Almost. No, no, the white one. The white one is that, mine now. Yes, do not touch the bottle of white. A, there, there's a lot of uh, uh, of the. How can I say this? Um, entrenched marketing representatives from the distribution channels look at these wines as being boutique and like, well, that's not going to make money. And you start looking at it. There are girly girly wines. There are go power energy drinks. There are other, uh, you know. Uh, women-run businesses that are actually making money successfully. Empowering. Empowering. Skinny Girl Cocktails. Have you heard of that one? Who was that? Also, skinny Girl, skinny yeah, girl, skinny girl Cocktails, right. Very She's not allowed to be mentioned. No, <laughs> <laughs> this is why I love Tracy. She always seems to find the one late? thing not to say. Oh, I can't. I'm supposed to say that. <laughs> Although I will say I'm still the only Washington wine brand that's doing a fun yes. concept for so skinny she's girl not wine. wine. She's not she Washington. She just came out in April with wine. I know, wine. but she's not Washington. She came out with she, wine. She will be. I just found a no, bottle of her she, wine. But is she oh, based, she's California. I was saying she's California. She's not based in Washington. Or Washington. Get somebody skinny girl wine? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but wine already April. isn't skinny. I mean, it isn't. The, <laughs> funniest, the funniest thing is she is doing her marketing around the whole skinny girl thing and the calories. Her She has lower alcohol than most typical wines. So oh, her we calories, she'll say 100 calories per five ounce serving. Well, if you take my alcohol content and you do the calorie and you bring it down to the proper serving, we have the exact same amount of calories in our wine. Oh well, my you know, god, I love it. And you're we all want more alcohol. alcohol. I don't care. Yeah, we want <laughs> no, alcohol. I'm watching my oh, this Hi, is gluten free and fat free right now. It's, I'm telling you, it's gluten free. This is great. I can drink it. I love it. It's well, and the artwork. I'm but sorry, the bottle could be art by itself. Kind of marketing, so you can't really complain. But it's yeah. not no, any, you can't. Her wine's not a benefit like her. Cocktail well, I really wine. don't love the whole skinny girl cocktail. It's not that. No, no. Okay, we, we digress. We're going to stay positive. Oh, that's just my opinion. Seattle Wine Exchange, your personalized <laughs> wine service, a locally independent-owned company providing personalized service to the wine enthusiast. They specialize in creating unique wine events, providing personal wine consultations, and offering retail sales of superior quality wine, beer, and sake. Check them out at seattlewineexchange.com and at their blog, um, blog.seattlewine.exchange.com. No, wineexchange.com. Yes, I've had a little bit of my girly girl wine. It's making me girly girl happy. 
All right. So the last thing we're going to touch base on here before we go into um, some of our fabulous events that have gone this last week is uh, the, the last point I want to make is if you have an opinion, um, decide if you're still talking about opinion. We're going to yeah. finish it. We're finishing it off <laughs> right now. Decide if your opinion matters. I think you're, I think we're gone too long on this. Yeah, I, my opinion. But this is the last thing. But this is the last thing. This is what we're know. ending on. Decide if your opinion matters. Karen, does your opinion matter? I think everybody's opinion matters, don't you? <laughs> In a social setting, decide if it matters before you open your mouth. <laughs> Girly Girl Wines, a woman's wine company designed to serve women who are young at heart and enjoy their girl time in their daily life. Girly Girl Wines also donates a part of their proceeds to help fund breast cancer research. Check them out at www.girlygirlwines.com. Okay, Jason. You attended an event today. Another wine I event. Did. I love it was it. a wine event. It okay, awesome. he, he gave me. I love this. Okay, here's my opinion. He gave me a last minute invitation. Damn, I would have loved well, to I have found gone. Out last. What was the event? Loal Valley wines, French wines. French wines. It's all yeah. French. Sancerre, Sancerre. Yes. Parlez-vous français? Oui, oui. Favre. Are you going to France Lillian. or something? No, but it was really good to ha- it was oh, really good to taste. It. And we've got some maps of the the valley that was there. So that's one of the, the benefits of going to a trade tasting. You get to try these different. They're all small wineries. That's Washington cool. put one on uh, at the trade of Washington. Uh, taste of Washington. One of the cool things that Washington does that a lot of other regions don't. They don't separate trade in in retail. They put them together. So if you're a trade person, you're a part of the regular crowd. So with Taste of Washington, we're there. We're next to people who say, hey, what do you think of the wine? And they'll give you an opinion versus if you go with a trade tasting, everybody's got the same, you know, this is all you hear. You're like, oh, so this is the red so-and-so-and-so. Yeah, that's all. I kind of go to, and they spit it out. And you're like, okay, I'm sorry, no. you spit wine in front of me. I'm going to be insulted for the winemaker. <laughs> when, you do with a, when you do with other people, you can see their faces. You can see, okay, you know, when I look at a Washington wine and I look around me and I go to a table and the guy's drinking the wine and people kind of, they dump half of it out. As a wine professional, we dump it out not because we don't think it's bad. You we just don't can't get, get drunk. drunk. Right. Whereas if you're, if you're a consumer who goes to these events and if they're dumping it out, they don't like it. Yeah. Mostly. 80%. Well, and, and like Karen and I were talking earlier, and I think you make a good point, um, you know, talking about French wines today, a lot of people, I think, don't they don't put the two together that we are on the same parallel. And I was going to mention that Washington Pinot Gris was really good compared to French. some other ones. Yes. And you, I want you to tell what you told me about the French wines and the 90 points in Washington. Oh, yeah. I was at a marketing conference or whatever the other Shindig. day. Shindig. And they showed um, the amount of 90 points. Plus point wines awarded in Washington, California, France, Italy, and a couple other places. And out of all of those, Washington has received the most 90-point wines. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, they did it, an average pricing of those wines that received 90 points. And Washington has the best value. They're the lowest price point wow. for 90-plus yeah. point wines. And you were saying so, by 10 to $15 yeah, a bottle. It's, it's a big amount. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. The wine commission should really do some advertising around that. Well, yeah. well, they are. Oh, they're working. Good. Well, the Wine Commission is still really working very avidly to um, make sure that, that we have a face in the world market. Yeah. Washington Wines came on so fast that nobody was prepared for the the popularity. And literally, nobody was prepared for Washington Wines to taste this good. They right. really, really weren't. I mean, you take a, a look at the progression of the Napa Valley wines, of the wines in Oregon, mm-hmm. and any other country, you know, with the exception of France, who, of course, invited the wine. We invented the wine. Um, 
nobody was prepared for that. So it has taken time to really get out there. That would be a glass oh, one. Like, glasses glasses and I had the microphone here and I was reading. Play with his glasses. Like, it wasn't perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, you know what? One of the best movies I've ever seen, which goes back to that, is um, Bottle, Bottle, Bottle Shock. Shock. Oh, Bottle I Shock. loved that about the seven. Was it the seventies? Yeah. And France versus Napa Valley. Yeah. Or Chateau Montalina. Montalina. Yeah. They now have a hotel there. You can stay there overnight. Yeah. Chateau Montalina. Yes. So it just goes to show. Okay, hey. here we go. New to Bellevue this week. New to Bellevue. Actually, this was last week. Um, Well, remember, we didn't get all the way through opinions, so that's just the way it goes. Um, New to Bellevue last week was Bakes Place, a rich blend of live music and food and atmosphere at 155-108th Avenue Northeast. Um, Bellevue, this fabulous little place who originated in Issaquah, has brought their new venue to Bellevue, adding a new spice and a new flavor. Reservations are suggested. A reservation guarantees your seating, but specific tables are not pre-assigned. Um, I got to open. I got to end the opening of this fun new flavor in Bellevue, and it was a whole lot of fun. They have live jazz singers, and I have to. I have to preface this: if you have a strong opinion about being a VIP and you think that uh, your status in life uh, gets you somewhere, it will get you nowhere here. Because this place is not about you. This place is about the entertainer. So if you are Mr. Mucky Muck throwing around hundreds of thousands of dollars and making noise while the entertainer is performing, you will be promptly kicked out. Um, so it's a, okay. it's a restaurant. It's a restaurant. Or a bar. It's a restaurant. It has a bar. Um, but they, it's all about entertaining. Okay. So it's a food and a show type of scenario. Yes. Okay. They do two shows a night. Um, okay. On the weekends, and I'm not sure what uh, we're going to go and interview the the head chef. Yes, he uh, was brought in from another venue, very well known in Bellevue. But uh, the food was I can't say who. I can't remember who. Oh. Bakes place, like, bakes place. It's that, brand though? new. It's right across from Sea Star. You've never you Gosh, you like I said, just opened like ten days ago. Okay. But. Uh, I love so much that the respect for the performers is the number one priority. And so we're really looking forward to interviewing both the owner and the chef. Uh, They did a great job. And the one thing I do have to say is the price point in Bellevue is quite unexpected. Yes. Quite unexpected. Does that mean affordable? Very good. I was very impressed. Okay. Hey. Hey. You know what? What? Top Pot Donuts. I know. They're in Bellevue. Yep. Cafe. Sorry. Top Pop Donuts. Top Pop Donuts Cafe kind of reminds me of, like, I'm going to have donuts and a glass of wine. Yes, but What would you a, have with a sprinkled chocolate though. donut? I don't know. It's in the square. I don't Can know. Name? No, wait. Coffee. Coffee. Karen. Girl, girl, girl. 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 There we go. Girl, wine. You better be selling them at Top Pop Donuts Cafe. You know what I like about Redmond also that we don't have up there? I live in Mukilteo. This is in Bellevue. You I know, but I live in Mukilteo. Redmond, Bellevue. They also do in Redmond. The sorry. east side. The east side. Summer outdoor movies in the park. They don't do that. I know. I'm so freaking excited. They should do it all over the city. It's it's a great community building thing. For a listener who's listening who actually lives in Mugotillo and can get me wrong and tell me that I'm wrong, let me know. I'll get a bottle of wine to you, my choice. But I don't know anywhere in Muckleteal, Linwood, or Linwood used to have one, but I don't think they do anymore. Now. Because if you've ever been to an outdoor park, 
That's in the middle of the night with your kids, so, you know, let yeah. them run around, grab a little bottle of wine, some salami. Well, this is a good reason why Jeans. Bellevue was rated one of the best places in the United States to live for more than one year in a row. Um, summer Outdoor Movies in the Park series, projected on a 40-foot screen on Tuesday evenings from July 10th through August 28th at the Bellevue Downtown Park. You're invited to arrive at 7.30 for pre-movie activities. The movies start at dusk. What uh, time is dusk? Dusk usually ranges nine. from around, yeah, right around nine-ish. Okay. Yeah. A family-friendly friendly event presented by the Bellevue Parks and Community Services and sponsored by Intellis. Intellius. Intellius. Okay, so I missed that. Yes, this is why I have you on the show. It's free and open to all ages. The event serves as a donation drive for local nonprofit organizations. Cash and item donations will be accepted in lieu of admission, and the summer schedule is as such. And I'm actually going to read this. I thought it was kind of cool. July 10th, Puss in Boots, which is supporting the Sophia Way charity. July 17th, Happy Feet 2, Highland Community Center is the charity. July 24th, the Zuki Bard. Yes. How do I say this one? Ashoka. Ashoka is the charity. They're all great nonprofits. Um, July 31st, Adventures of Tintin. Charity is Kindering. August 7th, Soul Surfer, I Care, We Care charity. August 14th, Big Mich- Big Miracle with Bellevue Life Spring as a Cherokee. August 21st is um, Dolphin Tail, Boys and Girls Club of Bellevue as a charity. Love Boys and Girls Club. I said Cherokee. That was kind of funny. Uh-huh. Last yeah, one. Sure. And Bellevue then finally, spring, August 28th, We Bought a Zoo, which is going to be supporting youth care. So. so many fun events coming up. Be sure to check out our Facebook pages for social events throughout the week. And also, don't forget to check out uh, com to get the lowdown on what's happening in Woodenville with our wines. Well, and we are very fortunate that we're going to be doing um, live on-air shows at several of the wineries over the course of yes. the summer, and our show gets featured in there, too. We love we're going to some good, exciting things that are coming this summer. That I know. We're, we're going to really be wouldn't. at Apex. We're going to be at DeLille. DeLille. We're going to be at um, possibly Girly Girl. Of course. <laughs> good. But you just like to go where the good wine is. That's Are you kidding? I, you know that song, Chasing the Sun? I'm chasing the wine. <laughs> and over at Seattle Wine Exchange, we're working on getting the wines to you right when you show up. So We love that. For all our socially savvy fans, be sure to like us on Facebook pages to be entered into our drawings for prizes from our secret sponsors. Um, we announce them at the beginning of the month and um, give them out at the show. So, um be sure to go to facebook.com socially savvy and you'll find us uh we're there. We want to take a moment to thank our sponsors for the show tonight. We've got Gunner Nordstrom's Girl or Girl Wines, Prada Candy Fragrances, Valentina Fragrances, Sweet Talk Wipes, Bellevue Nordstrom Cosmetics, Cascade Ice, Kind Bars, Pop Chips, and Sweet Lounge. Not to mention our Chick Chat Seattle girl over here. Mm-hmm. He's always giving a shout out. It has been a while, but it's it really good to have you back. It's nice to be here. Mm-hmm. It's always it's nice that Girly Girl was here when I was here. It's very fun. I know. We have a lot of fun when we come here. So those that are listening, I know you guys are. Gunner Nordstrom. He's got Call a us. great, I love, a fabulous installment. Yeah. you got to come down and see. Check um, it out. Uh, the fun Dr. Seuss. Oh, yes. We That's love the fun. Dr. Seuss. I actually, for Mother's Day, have a piece of Dr. Seuss hanging on my wall now. Do you? I do. Do you really? I do. I got it from Mother's Day. Wow. I walked in and I said, I love that piece. And my husband and the boys promptly bought it. (laughs) 
Oh, that's nice. <laughs> See, an opinion can have a positive effect economically, too. <laughs> yes, it can. So thank you, everybody, for listening, and have a socially savvy week. We'll catch you next week. Take Thanks. care. Bye.